Today is April 30th, 2022. This is episode 192 of Maelstrom Radio. Maelstrom Radio. With your hosts, Vladis. And welcome everybody to Maelstrom Radio. My name is Peter. Normally with me is my good friend and co-host Quentin, but he is out on assignment. But that's okay. With me today is host of A Recipe Reborn, Lemon Drop. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. <laughs> I'm very uh, excited. I'm excited. <laughs> Quentin would also be excited, but uh, Quentin is out on assignment. We don't know where, like, didn't say where he was going. He was just like, I'm not going to be here. I was like, okay, it's a mystery. So <laughs> that would be. He just said, weird. I'm not going to be here. No reason. <laughs> no reason. And then part of me is like, I wonder if he'll just show up behind me. <laughs> oh. I, I received I received a, an email recently from a company I'm trying to work with, and uh, we set a date, and then I just got an email on Friday, and they said, we have to move the date for reasons. <laughs> and that's, that's the end of the sentence. <laughs> that's the end of the We have to move the date for reasons, period. And I was like, okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> no worries there. Thanks for letting me know. Sure. I will ask no follow-up questions. <laughs> Nothing's needed. I'll just <laughs> smile and nod and just, I don't want to be involved with any of it for reasons part. Just leave me out of the reasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for not expanding. <laughs> well, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess. It's just, uh, let me drop. <laughs> welcome to Maelstrom Radio. Uh, Thank you so much. So uh, with, with everything, uh, just l- let people know, you know, why lemon drop? Uh, the, why lemon drop? Why yeah. lemon drop? Uh, no, uh, so I'm, I'm happy to share. Uh, you you've been uh, doing content creation on Twitch for you just did your uh, had your anniversary yesterday. You you yes. ate fish you ate fish bread. <laughs> yes. uh, Would you like to see it? Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you brought you didn't bring the good one. You brought the other one. You didn't bring the bun. You brought the. the <laughs> No, yeah, I brought the I brought the Arcon loaf. I didn't really have a lot of time to get ready, but uh, I did bring a slice just mm-hmm. in case I feel hungry and I, okay. I need to recharge my ether. Uh. But yes, my my name is Lemon Drop. It's it's my in game name. Um, so that's where that comes from. I just wanted something easy to easy to pronounce, easy to spell. My my IRL name is sort of unique, so I I struggle sometimes with uh, people not saying it correctly, and I I absolutely didn't want to deal with that when I had a in-game name. So that's where it comes from. I've been playing Final Fantasy 14 since around this time, early April 2014. So I'm coming on, I'm coming on eight years. It's, it's been about eight years. So that's where that name comes from. And then obviously a recipe reborn is my stroke of genius for making food about the game. Final Fantasy 14. Awesome. Uh, do you regret eating Archon Love? <laughs> No, or, or making so. But much I'm not it. looking. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it. Okay. 
<laughs> it, it tastes like victory and regret at the same time. Yeah, it's. I I toasted it. I toasted it because when I ate it yesterday after I made it, um, I was thinking that it would be it would be better if it had a, something salty to go with it. So I put a little butter on it and toasted it and then sprinkled some butter on it. But the butter wasn't melting. So I put it in the microwave for a second to melt, melt the butter and the smell of the fish and the oh, spinach no. coming from the microwave. I was like, oh, not again. Mm. Not this. Oh, no. well. <laughs> so there is some regret. There is some regret, but I feel, you know, considering the story, 5.3, all of the info that we have, like all of all of, everything surrounding it, I feel that I, I, I pretty much nail it because it's not, it's not good. I, yeah, I mean, not bad, bad. <laughs> it's bad, but it's not hurting me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It it's may- not causing me harm, <laughs> but it's not good. <laughs> nailed it <laughs> yeah, nailed it. yeah. We, we won <laughs> yay <laughs> you ever like put, it, put, out, put out a recipe book and that's the picture for that specific recipe yeah <laughs> like, yeah like, the face that I made the face that I made when I ate when I was eating it I was just like it's it's I'll I'll have to clip it and highlight it because it's yeah. pretty funny. Most of the time when I'm eating food on my stream, it's pretty good. And I'm usually, you know, really happy and excited and my eyes light up and I'm 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 satisfied that the food came out well. Yeah. And in this case, food coming out well is coming out kind of not good. You know what I mean? Like it's the nailing it is that it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> I made it bad on purpose. Oh, I'm glad I did it. Yeah, it's, I feel like there's not really a lot of ways to make it good. Like I obviously, like I also made Mervin bread, which was good. Yeah. But the the purpose of Mervin bread is that it is good. Yeah. Like the the existence of Mervin, Mervin bread is trying to make panna loaf well, whereas Archon loaf is not trying to be good. So I feel like I I succeeded, even though it's sort of the, yeah. There's definitely some regret. There's definitely some regret in tasting it. To yeah. me, like when I like first heard of Archon Loaf in the game and like understood what it was made out of, I was like, it's kind of like hard tack, right? Like it, you'll you'll live, <laughs> like you'll yeah. you can eat it and you'll sustain yourself, <laughs> but it's not gonna be a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people were asking me how was it. Like they they'd come back to the stream later, and and I'd be like, it's a food. Yeah, it's frog. You know, yeah. it's edible. <laughs> Soil and cream. I gave a I gave a, <laughs> a I gave a crumb of it to my dog and she's okay. Okay. You know, Koopa Wellness check, she's fine. <laughs> so I think I think it's it turned out as as good as it possibly could, to be quite honest. I, in terms of texture, like it's it's not very it didn't rise very well, so maybe like there could be some improvements in terms of adding more yeast or something like that, but I don't know, trying to improve it. I feel like it maybe goes against like it's supposed to be dense. You know what I mean? It's not supposed to be like it's supposed to look like that. <laughs> <laughs> Going into the oven, it was very green. It was very green. People were calling it a Shrek loaf, Shrek dough. It was oh, extremely no. green. It was extremely oh, green. No. Yeah. And know oh. the smell, the smell, it's very spinachy. So, yeah, no, I think I nailed it. 
Susan in chat. It's not supposed to be a pleasurable eating experience. Yeah, no, it's definitely it, def- it definitely isn't. However, if I think if if I was raised on this, I might actually at this point in my life, being older, I might actually enjoy it. It's not bad enough that I think that you could possibly develop some sort of like nostalgia for it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I, I completely understand. <laughs> <laughs> so uh your 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 one year happened and uh you mm-hmm. celebrated yesterday by making the Ark of Murder mm-hmm. Bread. Uh so what has been your favorite uh like your favorite food item that you've made in the last in the last year? Within the last year, I I sort of I, I somewhat predicted that this question might come up, so I had to sort of go back in my mind. My currently my favorite Final Fantasy fourteen recipe that I've made is is one that I did for the video series that's on on YouTube. Um, but in terms of the ones that I made for stream, I think the one that I like the most is Egg Fu Young, which um, I had never actually made before. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm biracial. I'm Asian and Canadian. My mom's from Hong Kong. So Egg Foo Young is a Chinese food that I've eaten many times before, but I've never made it. And the in-game recipe, I, I went over this a little bit in, in other uh, other videos, but there are multiple translations for it. And some of them say that there's a sauce. Some, some of them say that it's spicy. But um, the reason why there's a sauce in the description is because in the U.S., Egg Foo Young is deep fried and it comes with a sauce because it's dried. It's dry from the deep frying. Um, so when I made it, I made it Hong Kong style because that's where my mom is from. And I wanted to get an idea of what the food is like where she's from. So I made it and it was amazing. And I was kind of mad that it was so good because I had been depriving myself of a good food experience for so long by not making it. Yeah, it was really delicious. So not too difficult, not too difficult to make. It's just like a savory Asian omelet, like nothing, nothing too sounds, groundbreaking. You know what that, I mean? That sounds awesome, right? <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It was really. I ate it, and I was like, "What? What have I been doing my whole life without this?" <laughs> just looking down at the Archon Love and going, "Ah, it's thrown it." <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it right now and thinking, Ooh. "Maybe I could make it better if I make egg foo yolk." <laughs> yeah. I did have a nice stir fry last night after after my Mervin bread and Archon loaf experiences. So I, I had some leftover uh, seafood from I made Chawan Mushi from the the official cookbook just to, you know, see what it's like. And it was really good. But I had a lot of leftover seafood. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. This, this is not this. This is not going to be safe for hungry people. This is going to be a food conversation. Yeah, Go grab snacks. <laughs> yeah. Get, get some chips, whatever, whatever you need. Yeah, so that egg foo young, I think, is the best thing that I've made so far. Um, in terms of being like really noticeably like delicious, there's been some really good ones. There's been some OK ones like I had the mint, the pizza with the mint on it. Like, it's OK. I, I wouldn't eat it again, but it's it's OK. <clears throat> I. I... <laughs> Do you, do you think it, with the right type of mint, it would be better? Possibly. There are several different kinds of mint. Like when I go to the when I go to the Asian market, there's like finger mint and cinnamon mint, and there's like a there's a million different types of mint. 
So perhaps that that is an op- that is a possibility. Um, the in-game recipe specifically does say peppermint, mm. so I use peppermint. Um, and the thing that I feel like I notice the most in that context, is having peppermint in a savory context, really underlines the pepperiness mm-hmm. of the mint. So it's it's it was an interesting experience in terms of like a culinary like ha- having a flavor and like scent in my mouth. It was seeing something that I had consumed many times before in a different light in within a different context. Like, Oh yeah, I've had mint before a million times, but not like this. So it, it's, it's sort of like you're seeing a color from a different perspective for the first time. It's when you've seen the color blue, your entire life, you've seen all of the different shades of it. And then one day you see it differently. It's a really strange experience. Yeah. One day you're a human, <laughs> the next day you're a, uh, you know, <laughs> A mantis, a mantis shrimp, and you can see all sorts of colors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have like 10,000 rosin cones, and all of a sudden you can see 100 different shades of blue or more. And, and punch lightning. That's the two things you can yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> I did, didn't think we were going to say mantis shrimp today, but here we are. <laughs> Welcome to Maelstrom Radio. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, uh, yes. Happy to be here. <laughs> so you, you've... You've grown uh, your your Twitch channel, and you you you've shown the world that you you're you're not afraid to to cook something live on stream. Uh, but also, you're you're also sharing moments of yourself and your life with the stream. Like, how do you strike that balance between uh, like your on air persona and still have a private life uh, that you can when you turn off the cameras? This is who you are versus who you are on. Hmm. Yeah, no, really good question. Um, There is an aspect of it. Like, I wouldn't say that I'm the type of streamer that has a persona. I wouldn't say that at all. In fact, I feel like I'm very honest with who I am on stream, but I just don't talk about certain parts of my life. And it's the way I describe it is sort of like, I, I'm me, but parts of the curtain, like there's a curtain and some of it is closed. Like some of it is behind the curtain and I just don't talk about it. And it's just it's just some things I'm willing to to share. Like I share a lot about my personal life. My mom recently passed away about a month ago and uh, my dad passed away in 2019 just before I just after I started the um, YouTube series, like two weeks before my dad passed away uh, when I started, because I was like, if I don't do this, I, I'm never going to start. So I have to, like, get going or I'll just be in the planning phase forever. So there are some things that I'm open about. And there's some things that I'm not open about. And for the most part, the the audience is very, very respectful. Like, not even for the most part, like 99% of the time, the audience is very respectful. The community is very respectful about what I'm willing to share and what I'm not willing to share. And it took some time for me to get used to that. Like the first couple of months, I feel like maybe I was, I was oversharing a little bit and maybe saying things, saying too many negative things. You know what I mean? And not not just not just generally complaining, but sharing too many negative things about my life that I felt like was not an accurate portrayal of what my life is actually like. And I feel like <clears throat> because I was complaining and using it as a as a space to vent um, for myself, it's it I was painting my life in a more negative light than it actually was. So I wanted to I, I consciously made it made it effort and a choice to to do that less and not because i didn't 
I, I, I didn't think anybody minded. It just was a choice for myself that I wanted to, I wanted to be a little bit more comfortable and not look back and think, oh, I shouldn't have said that. You know what I mean? Rather than looking back and thinking I shouldn't have said that, I just wanted to not say them anymore. <laughs> so it took, it took me a couple of months. It took me a couple of months to figure it out. But um, at this point, I feel that um, most of them, like 99% of the people in the community, they know what to expect. They know who I am. And they know what's going on in my day-to-day life. Every day I stream, I tell them about the day that I had before. You know, this is what I did yesterday, or this is what I did on the weekend. Like, I don't hide things about what I do. But there are some things that I don't talk about. Because, you know, I try to be respectful of other people in my life. And not everybody wants to have their business aired to hundreds of people on the internet. So, I, I try to keep it, I, when I talk about what I do and what I what my life is like, I don't necessarily speak about specific people. I talk about what I, what I do with them. You know what I mean? So that's, that's how I do it. I I try to focus on what I have done rather than the other people that I am doing them with. Yeah. Your experiences, not your, the people surrounding Mm -hmm. those experiences. I I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so having done now, uh, Twitch for a year and, and, and your unique style of, of, in the kitchen uh, of all things, what is <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like for, for us, it's like, all right, cameras and the computer. We're good. Like f- for you, what, what is, uh, from where you started and to now, like what has changed and like, what, what is something you like have now that you wish you would have known? Like when you first started, <laughs> I, I have a great answer for this question because I felt like I, I, I learned something yesterday that I should have known for this past year. So in terms of the, the cameras itself, I always knew that things were going to grow in terms of what I wanted to capture uh, with cameras. So when I first started, I had a a camera for my face, a camera for the counter, and a camera for the stove. And Kupo would sort of sit in a chair in the corner within the same camera that was my face camera, that is my face camera. And as things moved along, I, I, I... started to feel that she was kind of in my way being inside the kitchen. So I needed to find a space for her outside of the kitchen, which is just on the other side of the the curtain. And I I added a camera for that. And of course, Poopo is adorable. Like she's she's sitting under my desk and sleeping right now. She's so cute. So people want to see what's going on with Poopo, right? So I gave her her own dedicated camera. <laughs> and then things, so that that brought it to four cameras. Is four cameras? Yeah. Yes. Kupo is my dog. Yes. <laughs> she's a Westie. So she's a little white creature. And um, so that, that brought it to four cameras. And then when I was accepted to the Stream Elements Creator Diversity Program in November, they they gave us some money to improve stuff for for our stream. And in my case, hardware is is really helpful because I I want to add cameras and mics and all all of the bells and whistles that I possibly can. So I bought another camera to capture Kupo when she's in the kitchen, like when she visits me and like leaves the bed and <laughs> and comes into the kitchen. She's she's on camera and I switch the camera or chat can also switch the camera to see what she's doing. And. Then I added another camera for a different angle on the cutting board. So I have a top-down camera that's 
most of what's what's showing what I'm doing with my hands. Um, but just in case I'm doing something like using a piping bag or something that you can't see very well from a top down, that's captured by a 45 degree angle camera. So that brings it to a total of six cameras. Plus, I have a mic on my face and then I have a mic on the stove to capture any like sizzling noises on the stove because who doesn't like sizzling noises? So it it has grown and improved over time. And <laughs> the thing that I mentioned earlier about what, what I wish I had known was I didn't realize that you could link your YouTube with your Twitch to do VOD export. So for a year, I've been downloading the VOD and then uploading it to YouTube oh, manually. Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Until last night where I linked my YouTube with my Twitch and then I just hit the export button. And yeah, so I only just figured out that I only just figured that out last night. So. It saves it saves so much time. It's such it's a so, it saves so much time. It's such a set it forget like you can click that after your VOD and go to bed and then come back and be like, all right, this is here now. Great. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't know and I I did it for the first time yesterday or after the stream for the anniversary stream and I'm happy, but I'm also mad. <laughs> Things you learn in your first year of Twitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what goes into the planning of your of your week? Like, I, I mean, do you plan your meals for the week and you're like, I'm going to that's how I'm going <laughs> to that's how I'm going to stream. Like, this is what I want to eat this week and this is what we're going to cook on stream. Or is it like the other way around? You're like, what? I, I have to make this. So I'm going to eat this. <laughs> It's it's basically that um, sometimes when I'm very productive or I'm not too busy, I schedule my my streams up to a month or two in advance. And that could be based on what I feel like eating. It could be based on seasonal ingredients. Um, I live in Canada, so food is not necessarily as easily like it's easily available, but the quality is not that good. So because I'm I'm um I'm a culinary arts student, I actually really care about the food being good. <laughs> I'm not just trying to I'm not just trying to make food for for clicks. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not I'm actually I want I want to eat well. I want to make food well and eat good food. Yeah. So yeah, I could get strawberries and make a strawberry cake in December, but I'm not going to because they taste terrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's that's a struggle that I've had, especially because this, the Starlight cake in game is a Christmas cake like that strawberry cake in Japan. The Christmas cake is a strawberry cake. Can't do that in Canada. That's strawberries in December. You're why you're just eating mush styrofoam. <laughs> Your strawberry cake tastes like Archon loaf. What happened? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> why? Why does the strawberry cake start to taste like Archon loaf? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not good. So some things are not possible. Some things are not possible um, unless I, you know, I make the cake, you know, way in advance and then I post it for Christmas, that kind of thing. You know, I, I hold on to the picture or whatever it is that I that I did. And then <laughs> then I and then I save it for Christmas. So, so seasonality does factor in, um, especially for availability, like when I did the chili crab um, I had to I had to wait for crab season because that's a thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like it, it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I did I did chawanmushi and uh, the topping for it, the garnish in the official cookbook is ikura or salmon roe. And there's a season for that. So if I wanted to do that in the winter, it's not possible because salmon are not spawning. <laughs> they're not trying to, they're not trying to, how do I speak about fish reproduction without being, yeah, there you go. <laughs> fish are not trying to get some. Well, hold on. I have a chart for that. <laughs> I'm shifting in my chair right now. <laughs> Fish are not laying eggs in the winter. <laughs> yeah. Our, our recipe reborn fans called Lemonhead. So usually what I say, usually what I say when people follow is I say, you know, welcome to my kitchen. And the members of my, like the subs, the, the people who subscribe to my channel, I, I call them the pip crew. And the reason why I call them the pip crew is because the pip is the seed inside of the lemon. So I feel as though the the pip crew are a part of me. The pip crew are a part of me. And I also I also imagine that um, we're kind of like a band. We're in a band together. So I'm a big fan of uh, Gladys Knight and the Pips. So we're we're lemon dropping the pips. <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> Thanks for the question, Susan. <laughs> Yeah, so in ter terms of planning, I'll go back to that. In terms yeah. of planning, yeah, it's it's either what I want to eat or seasonality mm -hmm. uh, or or seasonal events in game. Seasonal events in game. So, you know, I'm trying to do things like um what what do you call it? Uh when the Moonfire Fair was on last year, I did the Costa del Hielo and the grilled corn and the battered fish. So, you know, I'm trying, I also recently did, um, for Hatching Tide, I did the, I did a lamb roast. There's like an egg crown roast tabletop item. Not the egg. You didn't do it just, <laughs> just a hard boiled egg. <laughs> not the egg. No, not the egg. But I did do deviled eggs okay. and I did, um, I did, uh, there's like a, there's a soup that's on the side of the crown roast. And I just made like a carrot soup because I had way too many carrots for no reason other than. My 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 brother subscribes to what is it called? Like a CSA where you you have like a subscription to a local farm and they send you they send you vegetables. So I just had way I had way too many carrots. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think it's called a CSA. <laughs> you get you get like a, a, a delivery of vegetables like every week or every other week or something like that. There you go. There's your answer. Oh, my God, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty good, but then you you never know what you you're gonna get. You never know what you're gonna get. So sometimes <laughs> I, you're like, "What am I gonna do with all of these?" I have forty pounds of carrots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you have forty pounds of carrots, you just make you just make carrot soup. So that I did. That went really well. The <laughs> carrot soup was really delicious. So I'm glad I did that. But most mostly, it's like seasonality. What I feel like eating plus in game in game events. And sometimes I, you know, next week I'm planning to do um, Star Wars food because I'm going to be streaming on May the 4th. Um, and I also did a week of Lunar New Year food um, because, again, I'm I'm Chinese and I wanted to get it. I wanted to get a better understanding of how to make the foods that I love, um, especially because, you know, eating out is not really a thing very much. It's not really a thing. And some things like some places are closing. 
So it's a little bit, it's getting harder for me to find the foods that I want to eat close to me because a lot of places are closing, Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, but most mostly, <laughs> like I said, it's seasonality, what I feel like eating plus in-game seasonal yeah. events or, you know, IRL events. Yeah, you're, the, you're just really good at meal prep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> so... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my, my co-host didn't want to know, uh, your thoughts and now you, you may not have thoughts on it, but your thoughts between American versus Canadian flour. <laughs> flour, like F L O U. Yeah. R. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know that I know a difference to be quite honest, because you can't buy us flour here. It's not a thing. Like I cannot buy American flour. Th- there is a difference, and I hear it anytime he bakes. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, there's so a. So he's big living. Difference. He's living in the U.S. Yeah, he he uh, he he's, he works. Uh, he was from Canada, and then he got offered a job in the U.S. And so he's he's currently lives in California. And uh, U.S. flour is weird. It's it's not the same as Canadian flour. Canadian. I've also heard this from other other Canadians that Canadian flour is far superior to American flour. Oh, Overall, really? Yeah. You know what? I, I, I haven't done a lot of baking in the U.S. Like I have visited the U.S. a few times, but I don't I haven't had a lot of experience with baking in in the U.S. So it's not really it's not really something that I'm like super aware of in terms of my personal experience. Uh, I do know from from experience that um, when I'm trying to do a recipe, <laughs> you don't take baking, <laughs> baking vacations. Vacation. <laughs> Bakecations. Bakecations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bakecation is where you go. It's when you're at twitch.tv slash Biaka. You're at the Bakecation. That's what. That's where that Ooh. is. Just, just there you FYI. Go. <laughs> now, just a plug for my friend B. Um, but yeah, baking when you're when you're working from a recipe, especially if um, especially if it's volumetric recipe um, measurements. It's uh, it's sometimes a struggle because I, especially for bake baking recipes, I try to be very careful about what resource I'm using to reference to make a food. Because generally, I'm not creating a new recipe like every time I'm streaming. I'm finding an IRL equivalent that I can adapt to the in-game ingredients. And with my knowledge and experience of having done that for two years, um, you know, try to come up with a, a good tasting food. Um, so I'm not usually starting from total scratch. And occasionally I come across especially baking recipes that just don't work. And I don't necessarily think that, like, my first instinct is is not to assume that U.S. flour is different from Canadian flour. My first instinct is to think that the, just the climate is different. Like, I know that the the wheat that is grown in Canada is different. It has to be more hardy. And it's... It, there's like a different there's a different strain there's a different like type of plant that is growing wheat in Canada um and de- depending on what season it's it's harvested and what season it's grown it has different um protein content and there there are basically many small differences to consider when you're talking about baking and wheat wheat flour so I know that when I sometimes when I'm baking from a U.S. recipe, I struggle because it just doesn't work the same way that flour behaves here. It's it's especially in the wintertime. It's really, really dry here. So if I'm using a recipe from somebody who developed it in a very humid climate, like a recipe developer, a blogger in Florida, like it's very humid there. 
So if they have U.S. flour and it's humid, the amount of water that they're putting in the recipe is not going to be nearly enough compared to what I need. And that means that I'm going to struggle. So if I'm trying to bake something, I have to be really careful about whom I'm choosing, like the, the recipe developer and where they are in the world. And that that matters in terms of like my my baking experience. Like I, I know enough now that if I'm using a recipe and it doesn't look right, then I can make adjustments. But sometimes things are just too far away from where I am that it's just not going to work. <laughs> there was a very cursed honey bun recipe that I did for my partner <laughs> stream that just it was extremely cursed. It didn't work. And I, I struggled a lot. So. It's, sometimes it's just not the recipe. It's the difference between where you are and where the person developed that recipe. It's that's it could be as simple as that. You just need to get a PO box and have somebody send you American flowers so you can do the study. <laughs> this. I'm sure that there's somebody out there who's who's doing those experiments. Like I saw somebody posted a, a video in my Discord about the difference of like how how much percentage of of salt in your bread dough and how it affects the how it affects like the turnout of your of your bread. So I'm sure I'm sure somebody out there is doing those experiments. Susan Chai, she gets an Arden Martin bag of white powder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally normal. Yeah. Send your flower to my P.O. box. It's in my Discord. <laughs> yeah. With a letter chat that says for reasons. <laughs> <laughs> reasons. <laughs> Oh, is uh, that a way of the house husband's joke? I love that show. It's so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good show. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, is there uh, in, uh, 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 a team whisker shout out uh, to Mioni? Uh, Mioni uh, wanted us to ask you: Is there one dish uh, you love in real life that you uh, that they should add to Final Fantasy fourteen? Oh, there's so many things that I wish that they would add because there's so much food out there. If there was one thing, hmm, that's tough. That's tough. Um, there, there's, Maybe this is obvious to me and not to other people, but there are very few recipes in the game that contain cheese because I think that a lot of the, the recipes that they're that they're developing are based on like the people who are making the game are Japanese, right? So there's not a lot of cheese in Japanese cooking just in general. So I feel like they could do, they could do more with, um, with dairy. They could do more with dairy. <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird sentence, but they could do more with dairy. And I feel like they could do more with um, desserts as well. Like the um, the creativity in terms of like what desserts that they're choosing in the game are usually fruit tarts and cookies. And there's like that baravois, which is part of um, Amerik's breakfast, daily breakfast. He has a Somme all tart and the fig baravois every day with his tea. And it has like a little bit of fruit jelly, like fig jelly on top. And there, there's like really a lack of anything more than that. It's like tarts, cookies, and the and a fig jelly. And the, like, yeah, there's 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 cakes and there's yeah, there's a few cakes, but there's there's no like pastries. There are very few pastries. Like, there's two croissants. Like, I would like to see some more 
more different kinds of desserts. Like there aren't even really like like Japanese or Asian style desserts in it that I'm I wish I would I could see more of those. And in most recent expansion, like in in Endwalker, they're putting in like there's Ukrainian food. There's food food from from newer places that we haven't seen before. Um, you know, places there's like South Asian food, there's curries and stuff. So I'm I'm seeing them expand a little bit outside of traditional, you know, French cuisine and and Japanese cuisine, but I I would like to see something more unique in terms of desserts. Like there there is a new um one of the tabletop items. There's like a there's like a parfait, some sort of like ice cream dish that's like a, a really fancy parfait ice cream thing so i was surprised to see that i was surprised to see that so i i hope that they 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 endeavor to be a little bit more creative and outside of the box because there are very few things in the game that i'm like oh i've never seen that before very very few i, w- I want to be surprised <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so with that in mind, it, 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 we were talking a little bit before the show and, and you said that Final Fantasy XIV is the third MMO you've played. Uh, mm-hmm. So is there anything from other MMOs that you have you thought about maybe making on your channel? I, I have spoken with Rook a little bit about Guild Wars food. Um, and I know I totally didn't really ans- answer Mioni's question, but it's only because I don't really have like a solid one thing answer. That's really like my favorite dessert is All tiramisu. <laughs> <laughs> just more of more stuff, just more food, just cram it all in, please. Um, my favorite dessert is tiramisu and my other favorite dessert is mango sticky rice. But those things are like if I saw those in the game, I'd be like, OK, cool. Like I'm, I'm happy those exist. But I want to see something like I want to see something really unique. You know what I mean? I would like to see them be more creative. Um, just because I like being challenged. I don't know. Maybe that's the reason. I like be I like I like a challenge. So sorry, there was a the other other games. So I talked about I talked with Rook about Guild Wars food, and I did play I did play Final Fantasy Eleven and before that I played Lineage. So there's not really there's not really anything interesting in terms of food really in in either of those games. A lot of the food that's in 14 is very similar and parallel and overlapping to 11. So I haven't really been inspired with food from other games. Although the the food that um Rook was talking about in Guild Guild Wars looked really interesting because it looked like it was based on a fruit that I can't even remember is it a soursop? I can't remember. It might have been a sour sub. Anyway, there there was a food that she was thinking that she would like to see be made that is made from a fruit that's pretty, from where I am, like quite tropical. Like, I guess even regardless of where I am, it's still tropical. But I'd have to, I think I'd have to remember what it is. I can't remember the, what it's called off the top of my head. But the thing about me is that I, I'm motivated by novelty. I like trying new things. I like having new experiences. So anything that's going to get me to eat a new food that I haven't eaten before or work with a new ingredient that I've never worked with before, I'm down. I'm ready to do that because I I wouldn't say that I've been cooking long enough that I've done it all, but a lot of food is derivative of each other. 
you know, food is food is like music in that it's always being like ideas are always being borrowed from people who have done things before. So having new experiences is something that I'm motivated by. So if they do something totally wacky off the wall, I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. I get that. Uh, I know uh, some of us in the the Maelstrom Radio uh, community have been playing like Elder Scrolls, and like something that came up was that the Elder Scrolls has these sweet rolls, and it's like a right, big yeah. thing in the game, and like an ESO, like the like there's always this like weird joke that like that there is a, a weird like sweet rolls cult throughout Tamriel <laughs> okay <laughs> like and I always find it funny as like there's there are dedicated people that would like steal and die for these sweet rolls I'm like that's how good wow. they are is that, that, that and I was like and everybody's like I need to make these like <laughs> like you just need to find a recipe I've and just seen, need to make these I've seen that there is a there is an official there is an official um, Elder Scrolls cookbook, and I've seen I think two uh, two people in within the food and drink community on Twitch. Which, by the way, if you've never heard of food and drink on Twitch, it exists. It's a thing. People make food on Twitch all the time. It's not just me. And I've seen Cosmic Cat make the make the sweet rolls as well as Kanara. I think recently made the sweet rolls. So two other creators, I've, at least that I've seen, make the sweet rolls. They look pretty good. I'm I have a, a very savory palate, so I know that I talked about like, oh, I wish I could see more desserts in Final Fantasy 14. I don't even really have like like I don't have a sweet tooth. <laughs> I'm not like I strongly, want more desserts, but also uh, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not str- I don't have a strong desire to eat sweets, but I love baking. I love baking and I love the the fine detail of making pastries and baked goods. I find it really relaxing to work with dough and make bread or rolls or anything that is in, it involves making a dough. I love doing that because working with dough is a very like tactile experience that I find very relaxing. Yeah, I do dig a dug. Yeah. <laughs> you're uh you're everybody's best friend. You're like that person's like I don't want to I made this. I don't want to eat it, but I know it's good. So would you want this and you're like Yes, I want that. Thank you for this cake. I yeah, love yeah cake. I'm I'm popular with the neighbors, although I I've, I live in the house I grew up in, so I've known my neighbors for a long time. So they're not suspicious of me when I want to dump baked goods on them. <laughs> you walk over. I made bread. <laughs> it smells like, like fish. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, what's the bread? <laughs> yeah. I probably wouldn't share that, but I have like when I took um baking and pastry arts one which was just before i started streaming like i there's a small break between classes that i start i was like i'll start streaming right between between classes and i had to make a um black forest cake which it was a great time have have had a lot of fun making a black forest cake it's it's a big challenge to do it's a strong endeavor you know you have to make the cakes and let them cool and then you got to make the filling and the cherries and the 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 frosting and all the 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 kirsch mixture to soak the cakes it's a lot there's a lot going on there so i went through this whole rigmarole of making a cake it was like a two to three day process and i didn't i took a picture of it i posted it on twitter and i put the cake in in like a container and put it on my neighbor's porch completely untouched i was just like here you go ding dong and i just walked away from it <laughs> because i just i there, i didn't have any desire to eat it i had a lot of fun making it but i just i i don't 
I don't I don't want to eat cakes uh, for some the, reason. I I recently made a Kirby cake, the Kirby mouth car mouth cake. Yeah, I didn't Kirby. even eat one <laughs> a single piece of that. I brought it to Greek Easter and said, "Here you go, Kalapaska," and I didn't eat any of it. <laughs> As someone who's playing through Kirby, that's a great cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun to make. It was a great time. It was a great time. So if you uh, if you have any plans to branch away from Final Fantasy fourteen, I not as a, as a game, but like maybe if you branch into new uh, recipes, like, like you said, you're doing uh, Star Wars coming up this week. Uh, are would you be able to, uh, to make? Uh, are you looking to make like more varieties of foods from different ethnicities and cultures? Yeah, I would like to, and I have in the past, like here and there. Um, I used to have a Channel Point Redemption on my channel to request a food. I've I've had it turned off for a bit because the schedule was getting really busy. And uh, I think I might turn it on again over the summer, uh, especially when uh, over the summer when I don't have classes. Um, there's like a summer break where I don't have I have school because I do make my culinary school food on stream. I, I, I watch a video of the chef making it and then I attend a lecture to ask them questions and then I make the food on stream, take a picture of it, submit a report to school. So I share my learning, like I have the learning experience live in front of in front of my community and, you know, explain to them why I'm doing certain things based on what I like the information that I had through the class. But when that's on break, scheduling becomes a little bit more empty. So having having requests um, for for recipes is is helpful for me. Uh, because it gives me a good idea of what what people want to see, right? Like especially people who are using channel points. Um, I know that they've been around for a while, so it's not just like somebody who's like, "Hey, you make this thing. I demand it." You know, it's somebody who's been around for a while and they're requesting it. <laughs> so one of them, that. one of them was, yeah, yeah. I mean, like anybody can go into somebody's random chat and be like, "Hey, you make this thing," and you're like, "Okay, well, are you going to be here next week when I make it and buy the groceries?" You know. <laughs> No. Yeah, so it's you know it's it's most, supposed to be like it's a two way street and we're we're working together like me me and and everybody in the kitchen crew you know pip crew or we're working together to to have better understandings of food together so having the request is helpful for for filling out the schedule and um, I I think one of the first requests that I got for a, another game food was from one of my mods and Asta requested the quiche from oh boy Ber tales of berseria it was velvet crow's special special quiche <laughs> from tales of berseria <laughs> i had it took me a second to remember what it was and it actually was really interesting to make that because the, the she gave me a lot of background info about because i don't play that i haven't played that game so that's one of the barriers between me and other games is that i don't have a lot of knowledge of other games i'm a die-hard Final Fantasy XIV player. I haven't been playing lately because my personal life is so busy with my mom's stuff, but I I, I love Final Fantasy XIV. Like, I, I'm critical of it sometimes, but I love the game. And I know a lot about the game. So I feel that when I'm making food from the game, I have a lot to say about it from the game perspective. But other games, I don't have that perspective because I haven't played them. So I don't I don't feel like... It's not necessarily that I don't feel that it's like authentic. It's that I just don't feel like I have enough knowledge to be able to make a whole new food. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially if there's not an existing recipe for it. If they don't have like a, if they don't have an official cookbook or something like that. 
So she gave me a lot of background info on the on the quiche and it's part of the story and it's 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 there's lore behind it and she she gave me a bunch of info on it and told me about the the ingredients and where they come from and what what is in them so it's it was a little easier for me to make that because she had so much to share about what it was like and I was able to buy things that were similar. I think I had to buy a, a specific type of sausage. Yeah, I had, to, I had to buy a specific type of sausage that had a specific seasoning in it. I think it was a Toulouse sausage that has nutmeg in it. What is what is in a Toulouse sausage, if I can remember? Hold on, I have I'm a chart for that. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. Okay, maybe I'm not going to find it right now, but there's a specific ingredient in the Toulouse sausage that was also in that quiche. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I can use this specific sausage and it has the same ingredients as as this uh, in-game food. So that was really interesting because I never I never tried Toulouse sausage before. I had I had nothing to lose by trying the <laughs> Toulouse sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I I like that. No, no, that's welcome here, please. <laughs> also, for those wondering, yes, I have charts for both fish pro- procreation and sausages. Yeah, fish procreation. Very, <laughs> very specific charts. things. I have. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, so yeah, I, I made that, and I was also the other thing I was going to say is that I was sponsored by Exceed to make food from Rune Factory Five. So that was the like the very first sponsored stream I ever had. They paid me to make food from the game, which was great. Love to see it. It was it was so much fun. And I made I made um siomai, which is a type of food that you get at dim sum. It's kind of like a pork meatball. And it was super fun to make and it was really delicious. And again, because I'm I'm biracial Asian Canadian, it's a food that I is part, it's very closely tied to my culture and my upbringing that I had never made before. So I thought it was really fun to have that experience and feel slightly closer to my to my culture, but the, through food. And that's that's kind of what I'm going for with Final Fantasy 14 is that I want to feel closer to the culture of the game by through through the lens of the food. That's something I always found like really interesting. Like I, I watched a lot of Alan Brown growing up, and like one of the, my favorite things he always would say is like, you know, uh, you know, when you can't travel, you eat food because it's the closest thing you can get to experiencing a culture is through their food. And I was like, yes, that's mm-hmm. you know, totally mm-hmm. true. Yeah, I said the ex- almost the exact same thing. I was um, interviewed by G Posers magazine, and their the issue just came out a couple days ago, and they. They asked me, you know, they asked me a question and I, I literally said, you know, if I want to have different food experiences, but it's hard to do that when you can't eat out and you can't go anywhere. So the next best thing is is trying the food. And over the past couple of years, I've taken classes, Indian cooking class, Thai cooking class, Korean cooking class, and they've all been really good. They've all been really amazing classes and learning about different techniques and different different ways to incorporate ingredients different methods that i didn't know before um that definitely help they have helped me better understand the food of final fantasy 14 and interpret it because now they're they're expanding in terms of culture and ethnicity and and region and nationality so i i hope that they continue to do that because it will be better for me because I get to learn more. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and get to taste more. Yeah. Even better. 
so what and over the last year what's been your favorite streaming moment like hmm, favorite streaming moment i feel like most of the, the best moments that we have are like involving my dog koopa okay. <laughs> there's those those are the ones that make me that make me smile the most um but we also we recently had a conversation about how sometimes a stream is a little bit awkward when the host can't really laugh at themselves. And I feel like the the funniest ones are the ones where I do something silly and, and, you know, chat, chat is clipping me, clipping me saying something funny or, or doing something funny because food, I'm not sure if you know this based on our conversation so far, food is a little bit juicy sometimes. Sometimes there are adult themes. <laughs> Sometimes there's adult themes and there's no way to avoid it. <laughs> Food do be juicy. <laughs> there's no way to avoid it. There's just no way around it. Like there's clips of me going, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to fill the cream puff with the cream. And you just insert the tip of the, insert the tip of the, the pastry tip into the cream puff and then squeeze gently until the cream oozes out. Like those are just the words that you have to say. To explain how you get the cream inside inside the cream puff. Or like Ryujin is talking about long strokes, like using long strokes to cut the meat away from the bone when you're deboning meat, holding the bone firmly in one hand. You know, it's there's there's just no way around saying those things. Yeah. So mo most of the times where I'm like stream is clipping me saying or doing something silly, it's usually because there's something juicy happening. <laughs> <laughs> Has there been a sausage making stream yet? No. no, but but lemon drop uh, for the listeners. Oh, lemon drop ran away. Oh, sorry, yeah, I stepped, away. I stepped away to get my sausage maker. This is. This is the 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 tip for the sausage maker. I have the I have the attachment to do it. So, you, you can know, make your own I to lose sausage. <laughs> I, exactly. I have nothing to lose. I could make my own to lose sausage. So, it's, it's, it exists. It's a thing that I've been considering. So, maybe in the future. Yeah. You like that it's not kept in the kitchen? I have very many kitchen things in here. There's not enough space in, in the kitchen for, for, for all of my kitchen things. The office is now the test kitchen. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I do have a lot of kitchen things in here. Yeah. So the funniest moments are either, you know, Koopo doing something funny or me saying something silly. That sound, sounds like, you know, an adult moment, but talking about food. So uh, speaking of gadgets, what's your favorite kitchen gadget? Oh, I do have a favorite kitchen gadget that's not, not the standard, not the standard kitchen fare. It's a bench scraper. So I usually use a bench scraper for, you know, in addition to scraping the bench, because you would use it to move dough around your your counter. Um, but I often use it to move ingredients from the counter to the pot or to move ingredients from the counter to the garbage or any number of like moving things around. Because a lot you'll see a lot of times people use their knife to move things around. And that's not wrong. Like when you work in the commercial kitchen, you don't want to put your knife down because the more you put your tool down, the slower you are. Speed matters when you work in the commercial kitchen, when you're working in a restaurant. 
Um, so you never want to put your knife down. It's the same thing. I used to be a hairstylist. Um, you're also you're always supposed to keep your hand and your scissors in your hand. At, sorry, your comb and your scissors in your hand at all times and never put them down because when you put them down, you have to pick them up and then you're slow. So you got to go fast. But that's not what my kitchen is like. I'm slow. <laughs> my average stream is four hours. So I use a bench scraper for things like moving things around. And it always it always comes in handy. There's like anytime I'm like, oh, I need a, I need an extra. I'm going to lift this cake or I'm going to move this thing over here. Like it's a, a bench scraper is the number one thing that I reach for. Uh <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Susan wanted to uh, wanted me to talk about our uh, our, <laughs> our our new favorite. It's our favorite gadget. It's not my. It's like Ooh. it's a nice gadget. Uh, we got a a pineapple core, and uh, hmm. and that changes the whole pineapple game. And also, it came with a, a <laughs> and it makes really nice thin rings. And then it came with like a wedger okay. as well, so you can push down and create all the wedges. It was mm -hmm. awesome. It's so good. It's. My favorite is my chef knife. Like I love my chef knife. Mm -hmm. It's it's now very old and and I've sharpened it so much now. I'm just like the handle's kind of gone. And I'm just like I need to just go and break down and get a new knife. And uh, oh no, yeah. But also, but that pineapple core is so good. <laughs> and it was like twelve bucks on Amazon. It was like honestly, it's oh, really it's deal. really good. Really good. Now we can just constantly have pineapple all the time. Like, I think our biggest issue is like when you cut pineapple and you saw those like woody bits uh, sticking out the side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just, there's still like a little bit of the fibers. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good time. So, yeah. Uh, uh, I get what you mean. Yeah. Uh, so when you're when you're not streaming on Twitch and uh, you're just consuming content, uh, you know, between, you know, classes and, and life. Uh, so, what do you what do you watch? Do you watch Twitch? And if and if it's Twitch, who do you watch? And if not, what anime are you watch? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had more time for anime and TV. To be honest, I don't like. I have seen Way of the House Husband, but I don't really have a lot of time for traditional media. Um, a lot of the time, my my like my number one platform for watching for watching content is Twitch for sure. And I started watching Twitch in 2018, so that would have been before I started doing content on YouTube and over the years, I think being part of the final fantasy 14 community and watching people and just getting to know content creators has really helped me um, to, to, you know, it, I didn't, I didn't go into Twitch thinking, Oh, I'm going to network for the future when I make content. That's, that wasn't what I was thinking of when I started watching Twitch, but it definitely has helped. Um, and everybody is so welcoming. I felt I felt like a little bit like YouTube is a little bit more siloed um, because the way that you the way that you interact with the audience is the, through the comment section. But it's like, how do you other than collaborating? How do you how do you get to know a different content creator on YouTube specifically? You know what I mean? So once I started watching Twitch. That was when I like started to get to know people's communities a little bit more. And I didn't originally, I did originally start watching 14 and I started watching um, Ready Player Us. They used to be JCAT Gaming TV, um, but they don't really stream Final Fantasy 14 anymore. They are generally like MMO generalists. They play any, any, um, what am I trying to say? Any MMOs. So it's a couple and they play MMOs together. It's really cute. And other other people that I watch, um, 
usually morning. I watch a friend of mine that's from from my FC and he he plays Pokemon. <laughs> so it doesn't really have a lot doesn't have a lot to do with Final Fantasy 14, but I do watch a lot of like I do watch a lot of 14 creators, usually daytime. So if it's like an EU creator, like I watch Ready Set Ben, I watch D-Nug Life, I watch Biaka. Sophista is a little bit more in the evening. Um, Lori plays more Genshin now, Genshin Impact, but she's she's she was also a 14 creator. I'm a big fan of Brian Ricardo, who does PvP. I love watching PvP. And who else do I like? Lately, I've been watching Mr. Happy do Ultimate Prog because I, I enjoy... I'm one of those people who enjoys seeing people die hilariously. So I love watching Prog. It's one of the reasons why I, I love watching PvP. I love seeing people get yeeted hilariously in PvP. It's so fun to watch. It's great. My favorite moments for all, every every ultimate prog is the the we got through that one phase and then the next phase surprises them and every all streamer is like like that huh, shock face oh and then God. they're all dead yeah. <laughs> because they all did yeah. the same thing they're like what's happening <laughs> they're yeah, like now I we do, have to I, get there again it's just so much fun and like I, I'm. As as a PvP enjoyer, I'm really happy that people are enjoying Crystalline Conflict because everybody's doing PvP. Sly's doing PvP. Happy was doing PvP. Literally, literally everybody is doing PvP, right? And you know, if it's if it's evening time, if it happens, if the stars align, and you know, there there's just there's just enough Coke Zero in stock at the store. I watch June. Um, you probably on Twitch. It's june clancy but he june bob makes um final fantasy 14 raid guides so he has a stream that's really hilarious and you know shout out to the 3b fam <laughs> the the times that we have together at, at twitch.tv slash june clancy always make me laugh and as, aside from those like i can't like i watch twitch like all the time so like who do i watch it's like it's hard to keep track because it's i have it on all the time I have it on all the time, but I do also watch a lot of food creators. I watch um, The Hunger Service, hosted by L.A. He does, um, what does he call it? Like, Simple and Delicious Food on Twitch.tv slash The Hunger Service. Or um, the, the, the author of the Final Fantasy XIV official cookbook, she also streams occasionally. She has a, she has a full-time job, um, but she does a stream occasionally at uh, Pixelated Vika. So I watch I watch her when she's around, but you know it it depends on the day and it depends on what somebody's doing. Like if somebody's going to do PvP, I'll probably watch that. Love watching PvP. If somebody's from somebody's doing raid prog, I'll probably watch that. <laughs> I've been really enjoying watching Happy's Happy's uh, raid prog. But I'm trying to look at my list now. Of who who do I watch? Oh, I love watching Miss Kylie. She doesn't always stream her Final Fantasy fourteen. But she was she was a 14 creator for a while. She's been streaming for ages, for probably eight years at this point. She's been streaming for a really long time. And I found her in my sub follows in my 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 subs for YouTube. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this person followed me on YouTube and they have like they have like however many subs that she has on YouTube. So I went to her Twitch and followed and like over the time that. I started watching her stream. We became friends and she's always been really supportive of my work and a big fan of, of the content that I make. So 
she's been a really good friend and resource for me as a veteran of streaming to to help me figure things out along the way because I don't I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to make food on the internet. Like I don't I don't I don't have this figured out. Like I don't know. I don't know. It's true because like I just the best. first time I streamed, I just trying my best. I am truly I am, and like I when I said I was coming back because I, I I made YouTube for a year. I took a year off from pandemic. And I was like, okay, I'm going to come back in April. I'm going to come back in April 2021. I was doing the baking and pastry arts class. I had been in school for over a year at that point. And I was like, I'm going to come back, but it's going to be live. And I'm going to be on Twitch. And I started posting food that I was making from school. And uh, I, I didn't think anybody was going to show up. I honestly didn't. But my first, my very first stream was average 76 viewers. So, like I said, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just trying my best. <laughs> and it's it's all working. Of us. That's all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, I am a big fan. Like, there are very few, there are very few people that I don't watch in terms of, like, I would say that I watch more of the 14 directory than than I don't watch. I, I I'm really a fan, like... It took me a year to say anything in Sly's chat. He visited, he followed and visited me for the first time, like a couple of months ago. And then I went to his channel and I, it's like, it's like following since 2018. And I'm like, hi, for the first time I've first, I've never typed here before. He's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I just never, I just never bothered saying anything. Cause I just, I just want to enjoy like, oh my gosh, Sly, even his content when he, that he does with Gran Turismo is so relaxing. Have you ever watched that? It's so good. <laughs> like, it, it's super chill. Yeah, everything's super chill. I, I also wanted to be like, how do you get beer to sponsor you? That's <laughs> Yeah, hey. Yeah, how chill do I? I want to be so chill that I also beer would sponsor me. <laughs> yeah, I saw Susan. I saw him do I saw him do his Thanksgiving meal and stuff, but I was just like lurking in the background. Like, I'm not trying to I, I'm not trying to be like chatting in every single stream you know what i mean like i love watching xeno i love watching xeno but i feel like the xeno community vibe is not necessarily me me like who i am but i love watching xeno i think he's really funny i think xeno is hilarious anytime he dies and he's like i'm in the grave i'm dying laughing about i'm in the grave like every single time it's so funny when he's like he's got his head cut out on the like cemetery like it's so funny <laughs> like I, I i have a lot of respect and admiration for the creators because everybody's doing something so unique you know what i mean like a lot of people are doing things like really different from each other and no, nobody's like nobody's the same you know what I mean? So getting, I get a lot of inspiration and satisfaction out of watching people, not just in the 14 directory, but also food and drink and the music, music directory. Like Jer was here earlier. Mm-hmm. I listened to Jer plays play music. There's a lot of overlap. In, I like, learned about cheese it boxes. <laughs> Uh, which boxes? Sorry, what did you say? The, the cheese it boxes. I finally learned about them. Oh yeah, yeah. You learned about the cheese it boxes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're empty. They're empty. <laughs> they're empty. Yeah, there's a lot of talent. Like I, I love watching like Manny at Orchestra Music plays video game music and anime music, and like Chad music. He's playing Xeno Xenoblade, but he also plays music. Or 
who else do I watch that plays music? Obviously, Jer, I said earlier, but I'm or like Dino music is in, in Australia and he plays Final Fantasy 14 music. He's got a whole YouTube channel full of like Final Fantasy 14 piano covers. And there's just so much content to enjoy. There's so much content to enjoy and so much content that's good. I think that I, if there's one thing that I could say to anybody who's listening to this, just because somebody doesn't have a lot of views or follows doesn't mean the content is not good. Because a lot of times, like the content, like of people that are not not like just a couple of weeks ago, Brian Ricardo has like twenty views, and now it's like two hundred views. Like it was good before Crystalline Content Conflict came out. It's good now, but it was good then too. So like, try try something new out. Like try try have have a new experience. Go check out somebody new because you never know. You never know you're gonna find something really good. It's true. I. I... That's how I discovered like the 8-bit drummer. Uh who mm-hmm. I, I love the way like like the, the audience is like, all right, here play this. And these guys just like they can throw this they'll throw a crazy song at him. And he's like, all right. And I've never seen yeah. somebody that person he literally genuinely works uh, works yeah. out live like he drenched by the end of yeah. the stream yeah. drumming so hard. And he's like, I mean, he's like, I he's like, it. this is so hard. This is <laughs> just laying drum tracks down over songs. <laughs> he's like, you guys are crazy. And he, but he's keeping up and he's good. Like, that's the best part is that he's good. But also, like, my arms are going to fall. Like, like, I'm like, I feel that in my soul. Like, this person's like struggling. But they're just like, again, just trying their mm-hmm. best. <laughs> just trying. Yeah, just trying their best. And that's that's one of the best things about seeing, like, especially music on on twitch right now or live live content that's music is that um you know obviously like the same as the food industry the entertainment industry and the music industry has been really negatively impacted by covid mm-hmm. so seeing live music like my dad was a musician so missing that for for covid like is is uh, very annoying and I sometimes I forget how how much enjoyment that I get out of music I'm one of those people that gets to like when you hear music, you feel tingly. I have that. So when I when I remember that I have such a strong emotional connection to to music, and I I have the feeling over again, it feels brand new. It feels brand new every time because I'm like I'm surprised, right? So just to hear somebody play music that's really um, really inspired, like somebody who's really into, like somebody who what what's the word I'm like trying to say? Somebody who's like very dedicated to their craft and getting really into it mm-hmm. is great to watch. Yeah. Great to watch. Great to listen. I agree. I, I can't find it right now, but I mean, I'll, I'll link it in the, our show notes. Uh, there is a guitarist I found maybe four or five weeks ago who was just laying down like electrical guitar licks. And I, I loved, I like instant follow for me. Just amazing guitar licks, just like doing crazy fun stuff, having a blast, still talking to people while like 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 all the way up really? on the fret talking, yeah, and playing. talking and playing, like 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 just had that mindset of like good at what they do, practiced enough that could still make that commentary and still jam out like that. I was like, oh, you were so. I will, will I'll get the name and I will link it to people so they know, but. Uh, if you like metal and like just like like nice like crazy guitar licks, it's great a great follow and uh, the, someone I suggest just because they were, they were honestly very good, very very good, mm-hmm. and they had like it's a whole stage a lights and everything. <laughs> like they oh, had the whole yeah the whole setup, the, yeah stage production the whole thing. It was so good. 
Uh, so uh, I got one last question, and and it's oh, okay. the, the, the easiest one, honestly. Like, what, what's oh, okay. what's what's the future for Lemon Drop? Like, where where do you like? It's, of course, you know, barring any like NDAs and secrets and anything like that. But like, what's your what are you, more more YouTube content? Are you like? Is you have like a, a Food Network show in the works? What's going on? <laughs> maybe I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't count. I don't have any plans for traditional media at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I I do sometimes. Like often, people do ask me, like, are you are you going to open a restaurant or? Are you gonna like work at a work at a bakery or those kinds of things? Like, what are, what are you gonna do with this with this school experience, right? And I'm already in my late 30s. Like, being in school is sort of already a second career for me. Actually, it's probably technically my third career because I used to work in a, I used to work at a software company, and then I was a hairstylist for a while, and then and now this. Um, so it's. I would say that the school is not necessarily a means to end. It's it's the 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 school is the learning that I had along the way. Like I'm I'm trying to have food experiences and not necessarily use school as a thing that takes me to a specific place. You know what I mean? Because the classes are never ending. There's so many classes that I can take, and uh, I only take one at a time. It's part time and it's online, so generally I only take one at a time. So at this point, I think I've, I've finished like two, maybe three certificates <laughs> because I've taken so many classes. Um, but the future in terms of like the channel itself, the channel itself, um, I, I plan to keep it going, you know, as long as it still makes me happy and I'm having fun and, you know, people are enjoying it. I have, I have, no, I have no end in sight specifically for that. I do have some th- fun things planned for 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 sponsorships um that i it's too early that i don't even have an nda yet so i don't, don't want to break a thing that i haven't signed yet for reasons <laughs> yeah re- that's the thing that was the one they were like hey our meeting the thing the date that we scheduled for the thing yeah uh, we have to move it for reasons period for reasons. that was that one yeah so that that's happening probably in june i think and then I don't have anything else planned in terms of like sponsorships just yet, because as I mentioned before, I'm dealing with the administration of my mother's estate. And, you know, that includes this house that I live in. So there's there's a lot of transition that's happening in my in my personal life at this moment. So I am I'm not focusing 100 percent on trying to find partnerships and sponsorships, but I have a lot of ideas. I've because I have a lot of time to think um, and not a lot of time to execute. I have a lot of ideas and I do have ideas for recorded content that would be for YouTube. It would be sort of a bridge between educational, like cooking education as well as Final Fantasy 14. So I have a whole series planned in my mind for that. And um, there was another thing I was going to say. What was it? I can't remember. YouTube. Oh, I lost my train of thought. There was something else there, but it's it's gone now. But uh, maybe it'll come up later, and I'll remember what it is. But yeah, it's it's. Oh yeah, no, I was talking about what I, what I'm going to do with like education. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't really there. There's not a specific not a specific goal, but the goal is like right now. The goal is to share the education because one of the reasons why I started doing this is because. As I mentioned, I watch a lot of Twitch and I see people talking about like, oh, I'm I'm getting delivery every day and I don't know how to cook and I don't know how to plan my meals and I don't know how to eat healthy. 
you know, those kinds of things. And I was like, mm-hmm. there's, there's a gap here for cooking education. I think people would, I think people would respond to entertainment that it's, 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 it's edutainment. You know what I mean? It's entertainment, yeah. but it's also sort of edu- educational. And wait, Susan had a question earlier. Yeah. Who is helping you be a better food entertainer? Yes. Not because of the entertainment aspect, but because I can share really good tips that you would only get from an industry expert because the school that I go to is taught by industry experts. It's taught by chefs. It's not taught by academics. It's not like a university where they, they study it and they teach you by lecture. It's taught by people who work in the food industry and people who have restaurants or people who work in hotels or people who do recipe development or people who work in factories where they actually make food. They're not just talking about making food. They're actually making food. So they have industry experience. And those are the, those are the things that I'm looking for. Because for my level of, of knowledge at this point, um, the, the amount of, of food information that I have absorbed sort of goes beyond the standard what's out there available in public. Like at this point, I have to go to people who are experts. And to to be able to learn more beyond what I already know and the theory behind why you do things and and what the results of those things. Um, So it's to be able to share those things is really gratifying for me, especially like when the tip is really good, (laughs) when the tip is extremely good. And they're like, oh, I never would have thought of doing that before. So those kinds of things that the sharing the education is the main goal. But um, yeah, I don't I don't have any I don't have any plans to stop anytime soon, hopefully in the future. Once I sort out my uh my like busy life outside of street. Yep. <laughs> and things things die down a little bit. Like I am I'm arranging a memorial service and that ha- that's going to happen in August. And uh, once that is is settled, I think it'll be a little bit easier for me to do more, but I have an I have a website update planned. I have like I said I have recorded content planned. You know, all of those things are like, you know, please look forward to it. But right now, capacity is low. <laughs> but I, I do hope to like maybe be able to hire a video editor to help me because I really don't like editing. <laughs> For anybody who misses my YouTube content, I don't like editing. I'm sorry. It's just not that fun. I'd rather be in the kitchen and improving my skills in the kitchen rather than being at the desk and trying to do something that like I don't feel a natural inclination toward. You know what I mean? Like I've I've spoken to June Bob many times in his stream because that's his profession. He's like a video editor and he really enjoys what he does and gets a lot of gratification about from he derives gratification and satisfaction from being good at what he does and ha- putting his own little style on it. And I don't feel that at all, <laughs> but I have a lot of respect for it. So I I just I want to stay in my lane, my cooking lane and be good at what I'm trying to get good at and not necessarily try to be good at everything. So once I have that sorted out and recorded content all planned, then soon there will be more recorded content. But until then, there's, it's just going to be live. I yeah. get it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I, yeah. uh, we'll thank have you so to, much for having me. Of course, we'll have to have you back on. Make sure Quentin's here. Uh, that way, <laughs> yeah, for, we're gonna for, talk about the flower. Uh, for, I, 
I've had at least 15, 20 minute discussions about flour. <laughs> Very passionate about the Canadian flour. Very passionate. Does well, maybe not, I'm the one who should be sending him unmarked, uh, unmarked he, packages of, you, of white powder. powder he, I, I, I wouldn't, he would be so happy. <laughs> you know, you don't know how happy you would be. I, uh, well, I look forward to it. All right. <laughs> Well, uh, let me let me go ahead and uh, give you my my last little bit of homework that I have here. Uh, our gaming streams on twitch.tv forward slash Maelstrom Radio are Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. So this Sunday coming up, uh, Quentin will be live with uh, uh, his fishing stream uh, in the morning. So, you know, if you're there, grab your coffee, sit down. He plays Stardew, and uh, he fishes and chats with the stream. Uh, Episode 193, Friday, May 6th at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, 2 a.m. GMT, formerly known as Bird of Chess. Rook will be here. Uh, so if you're interested in seeing Rook, uh, come on and hang out with us. Please uh, come out now. Uh, when we reach 777 followers, there will be a key roomy stream, and we will gladly wear them uh, whenever we hit 777 followers. Uh, just, you know, if it happens over the summer just uh is gonna is gonna be is too hot <laughs> there's a lot of lights <laughs> and uh the, i don't know if you know this kigus are a little thick they're a little they warm <laughs> they're essentially a onesie mm-hmm. they, they ain't good <laughs> yeah you gotta get the led lights so they don't produce too much heat uh better be a namazu kiku with that number uh, i have my kiku already uh so uh, we don't know. Uh, uh, Quentin's uh, Kigu is a mystery. No one has told us what he hasn't told us what it, his could be. The Namazu. We don't know. <laughs> so I know. I just wanted to say one last thing. Thank you mm-hmm. for everybody who came through from 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 my community. I know I saw Ian Official and Ryujin and Moogaloogle earlier. I'm sorry mm-hmm. if I forgot anybody. Kara, I think was here earlier. But shoutouts to you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for uh, you know letting me interview. You. Like I, I, a, lot, a lot of people, like you know, sometimes don't like uh, getting asked questions <laughs> about themselves. Yeah, I I feel I understand. It is yeah. a little uncomfortable, and um, yeah, I I definitely have like I'm wearing like a, a like a baggy shirt for like sweaty reasons. You know what I mean? Like I wanted like, yeah, I want to wear my science of the seventh Dawn shirt mm-hmm. that I got Niklo, but it's also, you know, to keep, keep the sweat away. So there, there is a, there is a little bit of, Oh, sorry, JJ. Hi, Jai. I'm sorry. <laughs> I saw you. Don't worry. I, I, I just wanted to, there is, there is like, um, just like a general nervousness sweat that there's there's nothing that I can do to get around that. It's it's something that I've experienced always. I used to play the piano I'm, like when I was a kid, like for between age six and 23 and doing recitals was always nerve wracking. So it's 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 not something that I've ever been able to get over. I'm I'm over it on my channel, but in, in other places, in other new experiences, I definitely feel the I definitely feel the flap sweat for sure. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, if you're listening live right now, we want to remind you that tonight uh, our our friends over at Lucky Sparrow over on Balmung, this is their final show. So if you've not ch- checked out a Lucky Sparrow show, this is your last chance to go do so. So uh, go do go to Balmung. Just just 
when you get there, create a character and just yell out, where's Lucky Sparrow? Someone will probably direct you <laughs> or they'll think you're crazy. They'll probably direct you. It starts at 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it, it's a it's a special event. Go check it out. It's their their shows are amazing. I like just create a character or if somebody's streaming it, check it out. It's it's going to be a good time. Uh, so, check it out. Yeah. Uh, so uh, hang out. We're going to end the show, uh, but we are going to be raiding Gamerscape. So uh, those of you with us here, they are doing 6.1 patch review with spoilers. So if you've not finished 6.1, you might want to dip out. Uh, but we are going to go ahead and raid them. Uh, thank you, everybody. And, you know, thank you, uh, Lemon Drop. And thank you, everybody that came out. At Till Sea Swallows All, keep listening. Maelstrom Radio is brought to you by MaelstromRadio.com and Blackfire Media. Produced by Flattis Shintier and Susan Sprinkle. Join us live Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash maelstromradio. Send email to show at maelstromradio.com, tweet us at maelstrom underscore radio, or join our Discord at maelstromradio.com slash Discord. Views and opinions expressed by our hosts and guests do not reflect the views and opinions of any companies discussed on today's show. 